Day 22. Well, as we imagined, eventually Israel fell to the Assyrians, Judah fell to the Babylonians, and the nation of Israel that used to be was no more. And there were no more kings, at least earthly kings, that we could see. God still had a plan. The Israelites had rejected God's way and had ended up being conquered by all their enemies, but God still had a plan to have a king on the throne of Israel forever and ever. And that plan, as we saw last week, had a whole lot to do with Jesus. But we're still several hundred years away from Jesus' birth. Where we are now, the Israelites and those from Judah, uh, I'm including in that word now, Um, There are no two kingdoms anymore, so we just call them by one name. We call them all Israelites, even though they're scattered all over the world. Um, There's a bunch of them in Babylon, especially the ones from from the clan of Judah are there. And um, the Lord had prophesied that there would would be a 70-year period that they would stay in captivity, but then after that, that they'd be allowed to return to their homeland. And sure enough, that happened. King Cyrus, whom, uh, who was uh, king at that, at that point in uh, Babylon, uh, agreed to let some of the Israelites return to begin to rebuild Jerusalem. And shortly after that, uh, an, another group went back to begin rebuilding the temple. You remember Solomon's beautiful golden temple? It had been utterly looted and destroyed when the um, uh, Babylonians overran Judah. And unfortunately, that box of promises, the box, the Ark of the Covenant, the one that had the Ten Commandments in it and the one that had the manna in it and the budded staff, all that, that box disappeared forever. We never did find it again. The things that were in it, who knows what happened to them. No one's been ever been able to find them. And all the gold that was in that temple, that worship place of the Lord, it was stripped and carried away. All the stuff in it was stripped and carried away. There was nothing but a pile of rubble left, not even anything left to build with. And so this little band of Israelites trudged back home to Jerusalem began to rebuild the temple, but they didn't have very much to work with. And so the temple that they built was very small. In fact, when they laid the foundation, the people who were old, elderly people, but who remembered Solomon's temple and how big and grand it was, when they saw the foundation for the new temple, they sat down in the dust and cried. It was so small compared to what they used to have, but it was better than nothing. And the man leading their building process was a man named Zerubbabel. And Zerubbabel was kind of a special guy. He shows up in some prophecies. There's uh, some prophecies in the book of Zechariah. Zechariah was a prophet, and he prophesied about Zerubbabel, but it seemed seemed like he was saying that that Zerubbabel was kind of a symbol, kind of bigger than just the historical person. 
he they're very interesting prophecies and if you ever study Daniel and Revelation and some of the end time prophecies you'll read a lot in Zechariah there's one favorite for me favorite verse in Zechariah where the Lord says this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the Lord of hosts and what he's saying to Zerubbabel is I know you're faced with a terribly hard task Zerubbabel it seems impossible but it doesn't matter that you have no resources it doesn't matter that you don't have enough people or things to do because things on this in this world are not accomplished by might or by power it's not the powerful it is those with the Spirit of the Lord it is the Spirit of the Lord himself that does the accomplishing not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the Lord of hosts that's how things are going to get accomplished <laughs>